Hey everyone, we want to welcome you to the Floater Founder Podcast. This is a Toronto-based podcast featuring local founders across all markets. We are your hosts, Samantha Lloyd and Lyson Casey. We are going to be bringing you interviews with exciting and hardworking founders. They will be sharing their experience creating and leading a company. Thanks for listening. Hi everyone, you're here with Floater Founder. I'm your host, Samantha Lloyd, and I'm also here with our co-host, Lyson Casey. Uh, today we are interviewing Simon Mills and Jeanette Stock of Venture Out. Thanks for having us. So um, tell us a bit about Venture Out. What is it? Why was it started? Uh, so Venture Out is, uh, it started out as a conference. Um, now it's kind of become a community. So we like to say it's a community um, that helps to connect LGBT entrepreneurs and folks in tech um, with each other, mentors, um, and careers. Very cool. And Jeanette, want to talk about the founder story of Venture Out? Sure. So Venture Out was started by myself and uh, my two co-founders, um, Stefan and Albert. And it really started as uh, a way for us to feel a little bit less alone in the work that we were doing. Um, I come from a nonprofit background. And when I worked in, in that world, there were a lot of LGBTQ folks and there were a lot of women. And in 2016, I made the jump into tech and I found that that was not at all the case. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you know, I would go to tech events in Toronto and we have, you know, enough tech events in Toronto and I would feel like the only queer person in the room. And that was statistically impossible. Mm-hmm. Stefan and Albert felt the same way. And they came to me and they suggested that we start Canada's first ever conference for LGBTQ inclusion in tech. And um, it really started as a way for us to, to create the community that we didn't have for ourselves. Why did you feel it was important to start an organization like this? I think we talk a lot about how you can't be what you can't see. And the reality is, is that I don't walk around with a giant sign above my head that lets you know that I'm queer. Uh, and part of that is uh, because I'm a relatively femme presenting queer woman. But finding my community was very difficult for me. And that's a story I've heard from a lot of other folks. That's sort of where Venture Out started. Um, but what it sort of evolved into is the reality is that in Canada, there wasn't a lot of conversation about what it looked like to be a queer person in tech. I still remember the first time I ever was sitting in a meeting led by someone who happened to also be an out queer woman. And after the meeting, a guy sitting next to me turned to me and he was like, you do know that you look like you just met Beyonce, right? And, and what I ended up saying to him was, no, because you can find Beyonce on Twitter. She's visible and you can see her. And, um, you know, she's her own powerhouse in her own right. But this to me was something incredibly powerful because it was for the first time seeing myself reflected in, uh, you know, where I could be in five or ten years. And so a big part of, and not the, the only thing that Venture Out is able to do, but a big part of where Venture Out started was how do we create that experience for the rest of our community? Because it's something that we weren't able to find anywhere else. And do you find people usually uh, succeed uh, easier when they have uh, groups of their own peers around them, people they can relate to? Oh, I think that there are you know numerous studies that show that uh, when you have someone in leadership that reflects your lived experience, you are more likely to um, you know aspire to that role. You're more likely to um, eventually get there, and you're more likely to consider more career paths. Um, but I think that that's not the only reason that venture out is important um, for us. And I think one of the most rewarding parts, and you know, Simon can speak a little bit more to this, but one of the most rewarding parts of Venture Out has been seeing folks at all levels 
uh, land at startups across Toronto that uh, they may not have even heard of before, let alone considered themselves working at. And that's everyone from, uh, you know, engineers to uh, BDRs to heads of talent at companies. And so um, seeing folks not only uh, aspire to new roles, but also land them um, and end up shaping careers that that are the paths that they would choose themselves um, is, is, I think, one of the most exciting things about a community like Venture Out. It's about how do we lift each other up uh, and into the place that we want to be. Um, so do you want to talk about um, next kind of the process of bringing Simon um, into Venture Out and how that went? Yeah, this is actually a funny story. Um, I heard about Venture Out right before the very first conference. So I like emailed Albert. I had a friend who was involved with Start Proud. So I emailed Albert and I was like, like I, I hear about this like queer tech conference that's happening. Like I need to be involved. Like, I'm super passionate about tech. Like I'm queer. Like it's perfect. So we went for coffee. Um, Jeanette was there as well, and uh, we kind of chatted and basically decided that like it was like super close to the conference. It was, like there just like wasn't a fit that year, but it was like okay, definitely come to the conference um, and like we'll go from there. So conference day comes. I'm like get my ticket. I go. I show up and like the first thing I do, I track down Jeanette. I'm like Jeanette, this is amazing. I love this. I need to be on the team next year. Um, so literally right after the conference, they like sent out a, a post-conference survey and everything else. And I like emailed her and I was like, I want to be on the team. This is what I want to do. Da, 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 da. Um, so then as the team was kind of forming, um, Taylor, who is um, part of like part of the initial team, I believe, um, kind of approached me. He's like, hey, like we need someone for a sponsorship. Um, I was like, cool. Yeah, let's do it. I've never done sponsorship before. never done sales. Um, and turns out I ended up like leading the sponsorship sort of function um, at Venture Out. And then this year I, I co-chaired. So yeah, it's been a journey. It's been yeah, fun. Yeah, that's very cool. <laughs> and I think that's one of my favorite parts about Venture Out as well is that our, I think our team and our users are not separate. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, on the one hand, that means that we have to be very intentional about the people that we bring onto the team. Because if we all share the same lived experience, we're not serving our entire community. Uh, but it's also this incredibly rewarding thing where uh, venture out isn't something that we do, um, you know, nine to five. We all have full time jobs. Um, it's something that we do because we're incredibly passionate about it and because um, it's the thing that we wanted for ourselves. Uh, and so, you know, every story, everyone on the team, the folks leading it this year generally start from, um, you know, I, I showed up. I saw a thing that no one else had ever, you know, I saw a thing I hadn't had in my life before. Mm-hmm. And uh, I wanted to, to be part of giving that to someone else. That's very cool. And do you want to talk about um, the conference this year, how they've changed uh, over the last couple of years? Yeah, absolutely. So um, the first year I thought was amazing. Truly was amazing. It was like the first of its kind. I'd never been to anything like that before, which is kind of why I was so eager to get involved. Um, and Jeanette kind of can speak to some of the, the war stories of, of, the, of the very first one. Um, but in the second year, um, we really leveled up um, kind of in, in every way in the sense that we built up a bigger team, first of all. It's really important, especially when you're volunteers. Um, we really got our sponsorship going. Um, the founding team did a lot of the heavy lifting in terms of like proving out the concept, right? Like it hadn't been done before. So we had a lot of sponsors who were like, oh, like, you know, maybe next year, let's see how it goes. Even going into our third year, it was like that. Um, but because we had one year of sort of data to go off of, look, this is something that people obviously want. Um, you know, these are the sponsors that came on the first time. So then we were able to kind of leverage that to really um, level up sponsorship in, in a big way. And then with that, we had, um, you know, record ticket sales, which was amazing. 
um, record sponsorship numbers. Um, we were really like truly, truly blown away by just the response from the community. People were just so excited to be there and we were very like, very overwhelmed. <laughs> um, so then going into this year, um, we again kind of took it a step farther. So instead of just doing the conference, we ran um, a number of um, events, both in the summer during Pride Month. So we ran uh, Tech Proud and, at Google in partnership with a number of uh, big tech companies, um, as well as the first ever Pride Tech TO in partnership with Tech Toronto, which was super exciting. Um, every single speaker on that stage was um, from the LGBTQ plus community, which was a first for any tech event, That's awesome. aside from venture. Yeah. <laughs> in, yeah. in Toronto, um, especially with the reach of TechTO, it was a really big milestone yeah. for us. On top of that, we also launched our first ever career fest headed by um, two amazing folks on our team, um, which again, everybody kind of came out in a huge in a huge way. We were blown away by the support. People were kind of like, you should do this every quarter, you know, every six months. Like, we'd love to do this again. Like, let us know. Um, so that was really exciting. We did some uh, events with, with some of our sponsors. Um, and then we had uh, our big conference this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and once again, kind of, we took the feedback from the community um, and, you know, made some adjustments. So, for example, one of the things that we learned over the years was that people, as much as they love the main stage content, what they, what they actually like more um, is the workshops and they like connecting with each other. Um, so this year what we did is we cut down the main stage content even more so we just had those two major keynotes plus a few um, big panels but the majority of the conference was just workshops so people being able to kind of connect in small groups and come back with key takeaways what's the most important thing you learned working at Venture Out? I don't know it sounds kind of like cheesy but like like the power of community I guess it's something that you realize you don't realize the power of and the importance of until you find it um, and with venture out a lot of like the, the a lot of the thinking that, that we've been doing as a team um, along with my co-chair Lisa was trying to understand like at a deeper level like what makes venture out what it is right like it's not just a conference it's it's something more it's not just an event series like it's something more right it's it's a community um, and trying to kind of like understand what that is was very kind of interesting and, and, and difficult but um, at the end, the thing that I learned was just like the power of, of that, the power of community, the power of community building. It's people who are like you, you know, it's role models, it's mentors, it's it's all of that kind of rolled into one group. Um, and for me, realizing that because I found it um, was like the biggest sort of aha moment. So I think the biggest thing that I learned from Venture, it's being one of your users is a bit of a double-edged sword. Um, I think that in my first year, I assumed that because I was both, you know, the one of the founders, but also the consumer of what we were trying to put out into the world, uh, that I knew what everybody wanted. And so I didn't necessarily need to ask that question uh, as much as you might if you were building for, you know, a user group that looked nothing like you or shared no lived experience with you. And who oh boy, is that a big assumption to make? Um, and... Uh, you know, there are things that always, um, you know, whatever it is that you're building for the first time, you're going to have some some backstage stuff going on, whether that is, you know, stuffing things into boxes at one in the morning before you launch because <laughs> you haven't anticipated lead times to. And, and I think that, uh, you know, that's something that you kind of have to be comfortable with if you're starting something for the first time. Um, but I don't think that there is any excuse for being comfortable with assuming that you are right and your user is wrong. And so for me, uh, the biggest learnings came from the feedback that we received after the first conference. 
And, you know, whether your product is an event or whether your product is a digital product or whether your product is, you know, a CPG good, it doesn't matter. Uh, It's hard to get that feedback until you've put something into people's hands. Um, But some of the feedback that we got in the first year was really showed me that I hadn't asked that question enough. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that looked like uh, you've created something great for you, but I don't see myself on stage. And sometimes that looked like, um, you know, the feedback that you get regardless of what you're putting out there. Um, And so for me, learning to use that to do better and to create something more valuable rather than sort of um, sitting in it has been one of the most valuable learnings. Very good. Uh, would you like to talk about, so now you're on the board of Venture Out. Do you want to talk about um, what your role is now and how that changed uh, over the years? Yeah. So um, my first two years, so first year was, uh, you know, me and a, a sort of crack team of, I think we were 10, um, that came together and, uh, you know, no organization. Um, I, I'd never really tackled anything that big before. Um and that was a learning curve. Um, and then the next year was about putting in place some structure. And a big part of that process was, um, you know, this wasn't designed as something that we were going to, to build and stick with as founders over time. It was designed, um, you know, for the community, both in terms of, uh, you know, the purpose of what we're building is not necessarily to turn a profit. Mm-hmm. The purpose of what we're not, unlike, you know, many, um, many folks that I actually turn to for advice in the startup community, um, which was interesting. And so that was about how do we, how do I set myself up to be replaced? Um, and then after that, I spent a year on the board of um, Start Proud, which is our parent organization. And I have now actually just officially rolled off. Year one was how do we pull this thing off? Uh, we have an idea. We think, you know, we, we hoped to sell 200 tickets. We sold over 500. Um, you know, the question I was looking to answer in the first year was like, does anyone want this? And then the second year was about, uh, okay, people want this. Uh, how can we keep this going? And how do I make this not just about, you know, the, the small group of us holding this together with, you know, elastic bands and tape. And then the the last year on the board has has been a, a big learning curve as well because I've switched from player to coach, and learning to uh, step back and let other people do is a whole learning curve in itself. Um, and so for me, that's sort of been the journey is um, from you know taking something uh, and working with a team, a phenomenal team. Uh, to turn an idea into something real, to uh, how do you make sure that something real continue can continue to grow over time, uh, and and to not need any of this uh, that were there in you know day one. You both have uh, jobs and careers outside of venture out. Um, how do you manage your time? So, I'm going to use my joke before you use my joke. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like to say that I have like a like a day job and a gay job. I was going to say that. <laughs> Can you tell we've sort of, you know, picked a few jokes and anecdotes and we've stuck with those for the last couple of years. You know, this may look different for you, but for me, it's really about um, I don't have a nine to five and then a five to nine. Um, the things that I do at work and the things that I do outside of work are deeply aligned. So an example of that is uh, currently I'm at Highline Beta. We operate a program called Female Funders, which is focused on activating more women as angel investors across Canada. And while that you know, has a very different mission and goal than venture out. What it really comes down to is I've found places that align with my values. Um, and once you do that, it's a pretty easy sell. 
um, to explain to the team around you why, um, you know, why you're going to step out and take a meeting with a sponsor or step out and, and you know, take a call from a venture out team member. Um, I've been really fortunate to have that balance. Not everyone can have it. Uh, but uh, being able to opt into workplaces that care about the things that I'm doing, um, you know, on my free time anyways, has made that integration very easy. Yeah, I, I would echo a lot of what, what Jeanette said. Um, I'm very fortunate to work at a, at a place as well where um, they take uh, diversity, inclusion, belonging very seriously as well. I work as a growth marketer at Open Care. Um, they've done a lot of work in the dip space, kind of independent of me. Um, I've kind of, you know, contributed a little bit, but really they've, they've taken it upon themselves to do a lot of work, which is amazing. So again, to, to Jeanette's point, like, being able to step out and take those calls, take those meetings was deeply aligned with the values of the company. Um, so I feel very, very fortunate that I work at a place that allows me that flexibility. And again, um, to her point, I don't, it's not a nine to five and a five to nine, it's just life. Um, and it kind of just all works together because there's some days where, especially leading up to the conference where I would spend like probably three hours of the nine to five doing stuff for venture out. But then, you know, at from seven to 10, I'd be catching up on work, mm-hmm. um, which in my mind is a completely fair sort of trade-off. And, and luckily enough, I, I work at a place that, that sees it the same way. Um, and yeah, we're, we're very fortunate to work at places that allow us to do that and and to, and to see the value in what we're, in what we're doing, not only for, for the company, but also just because it's, it's the right thing to do and it's important. Mm-hmm. And seeing, you know, folks who work at sponsors end up on the Venture Out team the following year or seeing folks you know, on the venture out team, uh, you know, roll off the team, but then bring that company back on board as a sponsor to me, I think is just indicative of that, of, you know, Mm -hmm. there is, I think a really strong, um, uh, base of support in Toronto for companies that, that know we don't have it all figured out, but know that part of engaging in that conversation is, um, is, you know, not just reading white papers and not just like checking off the, the DNI checklist, but it's about, uh, letting folks within those teams have opportunities to build community and learn and then learn from what they bring back to the company and grow. Why do you think it's important to align your personal values with your business values? I mean, I think it's a lot easier <laughs> to run to, to run a business or, or, or an organization where your values align. I think your impact is going to be greater. I think you're going to be happier as a result because you're doing it with this greater pers- purpose of impact or change or, or whatever it is that, that you want to do. Um, I think it'd be very challenging to to work, even even a job, let alone run an organization where, where the values are misaligned. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Makes sense. It, it's, it's easier to stay motivated if, if, if there's other reasons than money to doing what you're doing. Yeah, and I mean money is not necessarily a, a bad motivator in the sense that, like even you think of in the, in the context of venture which is a non-profit right like um leading sponsorship like yeah motivated by money to get as much money in the door as possible but it's but it's for an important cause right there, there's a reason behind it it's because i know that the money that we bring in the door allows you know the programming team and the logistics team to put on an amazing conference to be able to tell them that like yeah like all the plans that you have all these grand plans like go and do it we have the money for it, you know, and that makes an even bigger impact on the community. How many tickets were we able to provide at, at a discount or pay what we can this year? We sold 673 tickets. Uh, 73% of those tickets were either free or discounted. In particular, there were 63 tickets that were either pay as you can or community partners. 
Um, so this allowed us to basically say to anybody who wanted to attend Venture Out, you can come regardless mm-hmm. of um, financial situation, economic situation. Um, if you want to come, you can come. And that's something we're really proud of. And that's something that we make sure to continue every single year. And that's part of the reason why we, we do sponsorship as much as we do and why it's so important is because we, A, keep pre- ticket prices very, very low, but then also make sure that anybody who wants to come is able to come. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. Cool, thanks. Alrighty, so um, what are then the goals for the conferences as uh, Venture Out grows? I think one of the coolest things about Venture Out is that um, so it started as like, let's throw one big party once and see what happens. And then we moved to sort of a, okay, this is something we'll clearly have a market for every year. And then we realized that people wanted to see each other more than once a year. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the evolution of that uh, has been really rewarding. But one of the coolest things has been seeing um, these connections that are made through the Ventura community are taking on a life of their own. And so we've seen um, you know uh, attendees and sponsors come together to run initiatives completely independent of us. Um, and we're just delighted to get the invite, mostly because we don't have to play on the event. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, like that to me, I think is a huge indicator of, uh, of the staying power of something that, you know, you couldn't build a company this way, but you can build a community this way um, where there is high turnover, but there's high turnover by design because what our community needs is going to always be changing. Um, uh, where you know next year will not look like last year, and it's because uh, what worked last year was was incredible, and our community will always need more. Like this is something that will never be done. Yeah, yeah. So um, it's like still in the early stages, but um, some folks from the community again, ind- completely independent of uh, of venture out, um, are organizing to march in Pride, kind of as a, a startup scale up collective. So. Um, last year, and I believe the year before as well, um, kind of a, a similar organization called Tech Proud, who we partner with um, for our event, they also march in Pride together. So it's, um, I believe it's like Google and Twitter and Microsoft and a lot of the big Facebook, like a lot of the big tech companies. Um, but now we're kind of seeing the smaller companies doing the same thing, which is super exciting. Um, and again, to, to Jeanette's point, it, it completely independent of Venture Out, um, but it's that same sort of like LGBT tech community sort of coming together and self-organizing um so we're just excited to be part of it <laughs> yeah that's really exciting and if a company wants to get involved in venture out um like for your event next year what can they do yeah easiest thing to do uh just go to ventureout.ca um my email address is up there right now but it won't be up there forever <laughs> um and the next person's email address will be there um so yeah contact info um ways to get involved whether it's volunteering otherwise as well as upcoming events also follow us on twitter venture out venture underscore underscore out uh on instagram you can follow us at venture out toronto um how do you find time for yourself and what do you like to do for fun it is a lot but it's also like it's by choice it doesn't really feel like work um it's something that i genuinely enjoy doing that's why i do it um but I know it's a bit of a cop-out. So for fun, um, I play water polo with the Toronto Triggerfish. Something interesting that I realized starting to work on Road is uh, when you're starting something, you have to go to a lot of events and convince folks uh, to, to join or follow or, or whatever it is that you need. Or, you know, in our particular case, like, give us money. Um, and a lot of people think as a result of that because the first time they met me was me sort of following them around pitching venture out uh that I was an extrovert and I'm actually not 
I recharge by hiding in my room with a really good book and a cup of tea. Um, And so that is often what I do. Um, And what I love about Venture Out is it's showed me this other side of myself, that I can be the person who goes out um, and meets new people and makes connections and that having something I believe in um, makes that side of me possible. Cool. And uh, to follow up, how important would you say it is for people to kind of step out of their comfort zones? Well, I mean, if people didn't step out of their comfort zone, we wouldn't have Venture Out. My first year, like our first year finding speakers, uh, it's hilarious. Like Simon could speak to this. We, We literally have a waiting list of folks who want to speak because there are so few other stages available that um, prioritize LGBTQ voices. Uh, in our first year, that was not the case. Uh, getting someone to come out, getting someone to share their story on stage uh, was really challenging because no one had really done it before. Um, and so, uh, I mean, I can't speak to, you know, why that's, Im- or I won't speak to so much why that's important as I will say, like, I'm very grateful for the people who do that because uh, if no one steps outside their comfort zone, if no one's willing to be, you know, the first the first person at the head of the charge, we... We don't get change. That's how change happens. Someone's got to take the first step, um, whether in business, whether in life, whether you know, in, in something like Venture Out, which kind of straddles the two of them. Um, that's how change happens. That's how you grow and that's how you learn. Um, if you're not you know, uncomfortable, at least some of the time, then you're probably not growing, you're probably not learning. And for anyone else looking to kind of run a community organization such as this, what are some steps they can do? What are some skills that you think that they need to have? Yeah, so I think that, I think there are two areas. Um, at least speaking for me, and kind of like two areas where I felt like I was able to able to make an impact, and two areas kind of where I had to like learn. Um, the first is in sponsorship. The reality is, is like for these organizations you need money to operate um, and money has to come from somewhere. <laughs> so just get comfortable asking for it. <laughs> I'd say it's the biggest thing. Um, it, it, it's kind of, it's a necessary evil, but it's also a blessing in disguise because with that comes, you know, your own self-confidence, but also the fuel to power the organization, um, which is actually very, very empowering, really empowering and really exciting. The other thing I would say is listen to your community. Um, and then keep listening and then listen some more. Um, we do this for the community. Um, yes, we are a part of the community, but we are only a very small part of the community. The community is much more diverse than just the two people here in this room. Mm-hmm. Um, and listening to them and making changes based on what they ask and continuing to listen and understanding that you're not always going to get it right and that's okay, um, I think is the biggest lesson that I've learned. Um, in in co-running this this organization for sure. So what I would add from you know early days from you know first six months is um, sometimes done and in someone's hands and whether that's a user whether that's a sponsor whether that's your mom um, sometimes uh, finishing something and putting it out there for feedback even when it's not perfect is going to be more useful to you than waiting until you have it done um our i like to think that you know venture is still a rough draft oh for sure we're still figuring out what that final product looks like um but it means that because we don't think of anything as final we're willing to change and willing to grow and um 
the the impulse to wait until something is perfect to to put it out into the world uh, can make it very difficult to act on what you learn. So, uh, who would you say uh, are venture outs? air quotes, users, and what is the value that uh, you bring to them? We say that the goal of VentureIt is to connect LGBTQA plus folks in tech to uh, community, to role models, to job opportunities, and to each other. And the cool thing about that description is that you, you don't have that without community because it's not in the individuals that that exists, it's in the connections between them. And whether that's between a uh, sponsor who's hiring and someone who's looking for a job, whether that is uh, a newcomer to Toronto connected to someone who knows the lay of the land, not just what it looks like to work in tech here, but what it looks like to be queer and work in tech here. Um, The magic really lies in the the in-between. And it's part of what makes Venture It very hard to define, but it's part of why community has to be in the core of what we do, because community lies in that in-between. Cool. And um, for, for people who are not part of the LGBTQ plus community, what can they do to help? I think there are a couple things. Um, you know, on the one hand, we find that when talking to sponsors in particular, um, a lot of the folks on the other end of the phone or the email are allies, um, which is wonderful. The biggest thing that they can do to help is to help us get money from those sponsors, from those from, from the companies they're a part of. Um, you know, that's like I, I keep talking about, like I'm... You know, it's a necessary evil, but sponsorship is really a, a huge part of, of running any nonprofit organization. And they play a huge role um, in making sure that we're able to do what we do every single year. Um, the other thing I would say is, again, within organizations, supporting employees who want to go, encouraging them to go, um, you know, comping their tickets, stuff like that. Um, and then taking it a step further, actually showing up, coming to venture out. Um, we have workshops and programming specifically geared towards allies, geared towards people who want to learn more, whether it's um, parental leave policies that are inclusive, whether it's just how to be an ally, whether it's, um, you know, how to think about, um, you know, non-binary and trans, you know, in, in a, within a product lens, right? The, all these different ways of thinking about tech and thinking about, um, you know, their organization through kind of um, the venture out lens, if you will, um, um, I think is, you know, immensely valuable and something that, that anybody, um, you know, ally or part of the community can, can get from, from venture out. We're going to go into some rapid fire questions. Ooh, so, um, what is your favorite thing about Toronto? Um, Toronto has so much good food from all over the yes. world. Mm, that moment uh, when you come across the gardener, you come across the lakeshore, and you're you know coming in from the east, and you turn and you see the CN Tower for the first time, and it feels like home. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. And um, uh, what is the best street in Toronto? Palmerston. Queen. Um, how do you both start your day? So I'm a morning person. Um, I wake up around like seven or so, um, and then I kind of like. I'm a big coffee person, so I like make my coffee, like my like my scale, my grinder, and my French press, and I do that whole thing. Um, and then I sit down and I read the news, and I read the newsletters that come in every morning. Um, and then I go into work for nine thirty. Mm-hmm. 
So I am not a morning person. <laughs> and I start my day with the snooze button. Yeah. Three times. It is so nice to hear someone say that. Everyone we talk to is like, they love to wake up and they meditate and they exercise. And I'm like, I wake up with five minutes and I'm like screaming, running out the door every single day. And um, what is, uh, if you listen to podcasts, what is your favorite one that you guys are listening to? Uh, I'm obsessed with Pivot mm-hmm. with Kara Swisher and Scott Galloway. Obsessed. 99PI. 99% Invisible. Um, I mean, if you don't listen for Roman Mars's voice, listen for the design stories. What is your favorite thing to do to relax? On the weekends, like I always like wake up in the morning and I make my coffee um, and I like spend like a couple hours like reading my book. I find that very relaxing on the weekend mornings to just like really slow down and just like chill. Mm-hmm. I run. Uh, down by the waterfront, the the new Ontario Place Park. Just yes. like a couple laps of that, and you uh, you can leave it behind. And um, what is the best place you've traveled to? And I, like, I I'm obsessed with Paris, but I feel like that's also like a boring answer. So I was gonna say Paris, but I have a good reason. <laughs> Please keep in that he said this was a boring answer. <laughs> uh, a couple summers ago, I was in Paris accidentally during Lesbians Who Tech. And as it turns out, the Lesbians Who Tech event was also during Pride in Paris. So uh, my first ever international Pride was uh, marching in Paris um, when I did not even know that that was what was on the schedule. Is there anywhere else in the world that you would live other than Toronto? Uh, Montreal. Definitely Canada. Yeah. Definitely Canada mm-hmm. um, for like a huge number of reasons mm-hmm. um i think the other place i could see myself living is probably montreal for sure i'd give berlin a go mm-hmm. oh, yeah. obsessed with berlin it's mm-hmm. a good answer maybe i'll take that one too <laughs> um what's the last tv show you binged uh oh this is such a it's like it's such a weird show it's on stars it's called now apocalypse mm-hmm. it's very weird it's like sci-fi queer it's very weird but i'm obsessed with it Oh, Game of Thrones for like the third time. What's the last book you read? Uh, the Mission, The Men, and Me. Um, what is the number one skill you rely on the most? The skill I rely on the most is uh, Googling how to do it. And uh, what's the one skill that's always worth outsourcing? I'd say nothing the first time. Yeah, that's a good answer. Yeah. And uh, what's your favorite social media platform? Twitter. Twitter. Yes. <laughs> and the coolest person you've ever met? Uh, Arlen Hamilton is the coolest person I've ever met. And I don't think I said like a normal sentence the entire time we were interacting. What's the best boss you've ever had? Probably my current one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we have a really good relationship. Um, very invested in my like growth and development. Um, and yeah, very supportive of all the work that I do with Venture Out and all the time that I need to like duck in and out and do all kinds of stuff, so... That's great. And what is your first job? Um, babysitting, but then if you don't count that, lifeguard. Uh, folding and stacking shelves at, at a clothing store. Right, well, thank you both so much for letting us come here for booking the WeWork space. Um, it was awesome to get to talk to both of you and learn about Venture Out. And yeah, it was amazing. So thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for thank having you. us. Thank you. Thanks for having us. It was so much fun. We wanted to thank you so much for coming in. We had such a great time interviewing you for Floater Founder. And thank you so much to our listeners. We are so excited to share more founder stories with you. Until Until next time. time.